0: This is Vern Benham Grimsley with the Spiritual Renaissance Broadcast. In order to enjoy being alive, you have to be able to enjoy the following three things. First, God. Second, you have to be able to enjoy other people. And third, you have to be able to enjoy yourself. If you learn how to enjoy God, people, and yourself, you're going to enjoy being alive. It's that simple, but there's a technique to it. Because in order to enjoy God, you have to love God. In order to enjoy people, you have to love people, and in order to enjoy yourself, you have to love yourself. To love your neighbor as yourself, you first must love yourself. This is not pompous pride or egocentric vanity to which I allude, but genuine, sane self-respect. Living as the infinitely valuable son or daughter of God, you are. If you learn to enjoy God and enjoy people and enjoy yourself, you're going to enjoy living and enjoy dying, and enjoy living forever. But remember, in order to enjoy God, you must love God. In order to enjoy people, you have to love them. And in order to enjoy yourself, you must love yourself. God created humankind to enjoy life. Someone objects, but what about suffering, sickness, trouble, disappointments? To which I say, what about them? This is a physical world, and you live in a physical body, and physical things can go wrong with it. Is that so astonishing? Are you going to sit there and cry in your cornflakes about it? Be a spiritual hero or heroine. Claim the joy of existence, even in the midst of trouble and misfortune. Bertrand Russell, the philosopher, wrote that one of the first rules in being happy is to understand that life is hard. Certainly it is. It can be painful. But can you hope to defeat pain by living in constant fear of it? You will defeat pain not by fear because fear is simply another form of pain, it is psychological pain. You will defeat pain not by fear, but by faith. And this is the ultimate enjoyment of existence, loving everyone and living in faith. Loving God, loving people, loving yourself. Most of the people causing most of the trouble on this planet are the people who do not enjoy existence. They don't enjoy life, so they vent their spleen and their frustration on other people. Besides. It is my observation that love is very simply more fun than hate, which should alone be enough to settle the matter. Spiritual joy is an unassailable gladness. No pain or problem on the planet can eradicate genuine spiritual joy. Someone may argue that it's impossible to enjoy life when, for instance, one is in the midst of disease. The most cruel and awful examples people give are children's diseases. Yet for nearly 10 years, I've been a ward supervisor in the volunteer program at one of the major children's hospitals in the country. And after years of working there, I can personally assert that even children with serious diseases find countless ways of enjoying life. I can't count the number of times I've had to stop wheelchair races out in the hallways. We have to stop them lest a hapless intern or a visiting grandmother be inadvertently run over. I once had to stop two girls in wheelchairs each with intravenous bottles hanging from stainless steel poles on wheels, with a tube running from the bottles and into their arms. I had to stop two of them from racing. They were wheeling their chairs along with one hand, dragging their IV bottles with the other. It was one of the slower races, but they were laughing all the way. Realize that I am not attempting to exalt and extol pain and suffering. I am asserting that it is possible to know the joy of living, even in the midst of them. And taken on the whole... I could honestly say there is a far greater balance of fun and humor at our children's hospital than there is of agony and misery, and I say there's something impressively important to learn about life, about existence from that. I had one friend who was sick in the hospital for surgery one time. Just before the nurse came in to take his pulse and temperature, he clamped a small aerosol can of deodorant under his arm. It cut off the circulation. And he said he laughed so hard at the expression on the nurse's face when she noticed that he had no pulse whatever. He nearly fell out of bed. You can, if you will, find some sort or some form of fun and enjoyment anywhere and everywhere you are. And one vital ingredient of a spiritual philosophy is learning that. In fact, much popular comedy consists of laughing at misfortunes. That can be bad, but it can be good. There's one British humorist who has amused English audiences for years, with the story of a man applying for workman's compensation, explaining that he was injured on the job because he put a pulley on the roof and pulled up several small loads of bricks in a barrel tied to a rope to repair the chimney. When the task was completed, he filled the barrel to overflowing with bricks from the roof, Then he went down to the ground to untie the rope and lower the barrel of bricks, but since the barrel of bricks now weighed more than he did, it plummeted down to the ground with him still clutching onto the rope, thus pulling him swiftly up to the top of the building where his fingers were jammed in the pulley and his head hit the beam, whereupon the barrel of bricks broke open and most of the bricks spilled out on the ground, whereupon now he weighed more than the barrel and plummeted back down to the earth, landing on the pile of spilt bricks, whereupon the unfortunate workman momentarily lost his presence of mind and let go of the rope whereupon the broken barrel and the few remaining bricks descended from the roof fully and fell squarely on his head and that he said was why he was applying for workman's compensation from one perspective that is a quite unfortunate story from another perspective it is an amusing story think of the number of times just reflect for a moment on the number of times you've looked back and laughed at the difficult or the unfortunate things which happened to you. It is possible to find fun and humor even in the midst of problems. A sense of humor is a vital aspect to the enjoyment of life. Enjoying life need not be expensive. As a boy, I used to turn magazines upside down and laugh at the pictures. One of my current amusements is turning on television soap operas and leaving the sound off, which is something to be seen to be believed. But best of all, for those seeking a continual, ever-available source of diversion, it is to be recommended learning the incomparable drollery of laughing at oneself. In the name of heaven, don't take yourself so seriously. None of the rest of us do. If the truth were but known, the fact of the matter is each one of us thinks the rest of us are rather strange birds, curiously feathered fowl we intone to ourselves as we quizzically contemplate our fellow ornithological oddities in the human aviary, all of whom secrete like suspicions of yours and my peculiar plumage. It may be that in fact pelicans and ostriches do not laugh at one another, but the fact remains they should, we would all agree. So likewise... It is mandatory you learn to laugh at yourself, to perceive that life is not all as grim as you may take it to be. It has with some truth been said by Walpole that life is a tragedy to those who feel, but a comedy to those who think. And I feel, I think I agree. Many other individuals don't enjoy their lives because they're continually worrying. Years ago, there was an old farmer on his way into town in his wagon when he came upon a peddler walking down the road with a pack on his back. So the farmer stopped, offered the peddler a ride. The peddler got in, but after a while, the farmer noticed the peddler still had the pack strapped to his back. He said, well, why don't you relieve yourself of the load and put it back there in the wagon? The peddler replied, no, you've been so kind to stop and give me a ride, but your horse doesn't look too strong, so I figure the least I can do is carry the pack by myself. Ridiculous! And yet, in precisely that same fashion multiplied. Millions of men and women are senselessly burdened with worries and fears and anxieties and apprehensions. When you give your life to God, give it all to God, including your fears and your guilts and your worries. Abandon anxiety totally and live in vital faith. And live life with gusto. Thank God for all you have and all you enjoy. One time when I was a little boy, we were all at the dinner table. And my mother said, burn Benema, If you eat one more piece of apple pie, you're going to blow up. I said, pass the pie and get out of the way. This is not an advocacy of gluttony. But don't be afraid to enjoy your food and your life and your body. And above all, enjoy your mind and your soul because these things will survive even the death of your body, which is your temporal cloak of clay. There are two fundamental sorts of attitudes you can have toward life itself. Suppose you gave a dozen children spoons full of peanut butter and honey. give each one a spoon with peanut butter and honey on it, and some of them would lick it right off and give it right back. But a few of them would not only lick it off, they'd stand there a minute more and suck the spoon. That's what I'm talking about. You are entitled not only to partake of life, you're entitled to suck on the spoon. Don't just live, enjoy living. Don't just love, enjoy it. Don't just pray and worship, enjoy these things. Don't just partake of existence, suck on the spoon for a while. Loving God and loving people and loving yourself constitute the greatest source of joy it is possible to experience in being alive. Unfortunately, there are a good many people who have just enough religion to make them miserable. They have just enough religion so they don't enjoy being bad, but not enough religion so they do enjoy being good. They have just enough religion to make them miserable. But God is your creator. Don't just worship God half-heartedly. Worship God wholeheartedly with all your heart and soul and mind and strength. Love God and love people and love yourself and you will enjoy God and enjoy people and enjoy yourself. To love life is the only way to enjoy life and enjoy love. Don't simply accept love and give love. Enjoy it. Revel in it. Delight in it. There was a little girl about to be taken to kindergarten for the first time. That morning at the breakfast table, when her father kissed her goodbye, she took a napkin and wiped her cheek. He said, Are you wiping away your daddy's kiss? She said, No, I'm rubbing it in. Enjoy love don't just give love and receive it, revel in it, delight in it, rub it in, and glory in God's love for you. When I was a boy growing up back in Kansas, I had this one friend whose father was an auctioneer. He was a big, big man, large, heavy. I remember as a boy, I always enjoyed watching this man laugh because so much of him was having a good time when he did. When that man laughed, He laughed all over. I believe that's how to live. I believe that's how to have your religion. Have it all over. Instead of reserving some dark, hidden corners of animosity or doubt or fear, have faith all over. Love God all over. When you laugh, laugh all over. Enjoy your existence because it is a gift of God. But again, if you really want to enjoy life, you have to learn how to enjoy God because God is the source of life. God is a brim with real life, and real life is a brim with God. Begin each day singing that Old Testament psalm, This is the day which the Lord has made. I shall rejoice and be glad in it, and life will become a living joy. And then, if you learn to enjoy God more, and enjoy people more, and enjoy life more, other people around you will as well. I remember back in my home state, there was one old friend of the family, a farmer, He and his family had managed some of my grandfather's farmland for years. It was always a pleasure to eat supper out at his farmhouse, I recall, because how that man loved to eat. Having supper wasn't just a biological duty to him. It was a beatific bliss. He'd been born and reared down in the deep south. Every time he'd bite into something he liked, and he liked everything, he would go, mmm, pepper-fried chicken, hominy and gravy, grilled sizzling pork chops and pecan pie, homemade gooseberry preserves on buttermilk biscuits. And when he'd bite into an ear of new yellow corn plunged into boiling water and fresh from the field with salty butter running down his forearms and into his shirt sleeves, he'd shake his head back and forth and go, "Mm mm-hmm, like that. And everybody else at the table... Enjoyed the meals more just because he enjoyed them so much. Don't just eat your meals, delight in them. Don't just exist. Live and live abundantly. Live exuberantly. Love God. Love everybody. Love your life. Devour life. And then go mmm like that. Because God created you for zest and for joy. To live abundantly. As the son or daughter of God, you really are. And then write to us at the Spiritual Renaissance Institute, Post Office Box 3080, Oakhurst, California, 93644 USA. That's the Spiritual Renaissance Institute, or abbreviate it, SRI, Post Office Box 3080, Oakhurst, California, 93644 USA. I've written Finding God, Getting to Know God, Growing Spiritually, Seven Principles of Prayer. All this literature, yours with no cost, charge, or obligation. For those of you listening in other countries around the world, over our international satellite and shortwave network, let me spell the mailing address, Post Office Box 3080, Oakhurst, O-A-K-H-U-R-S-T, California, C-A-L-I-F-O-R-N-I-A, 93644-USA. This is a non-sectarian, non-profit program proclaiming the dawning spiritual renaissance, the fatherhood of God and the brotherhood of man, the worldwide family of God. And so for now, this is Vern Benham Grimsley saying, may God's will be done by you. Good day.